This is Formula SAE FastCast, the official podcast of the Formula SAE series. Hey guys, welcome to FastCast, the Formula SAE podcast. I'm Mike Sork, podcast and video producer for the SAE CDS series. And we got a crew with us today to talk about what you can expect from the Michigan event coming up as we kick off the season for Formula First of all, with us is Kaylee Zundel, the program manager of Formula SAE. Hello. Also in studio is Ryan Good, the university programs coordinator for Formula SAE. Hey, everybody. Also with us on the line from beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia, is Martha Trust, the recruitment sales manager at SAE as well. How you doing, Martha? Very good. Thanks, Mike. You have us all beat on views, I understand, for this podcast today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like I said, we're going to get into it with uh, the event Uh, That's coming up here for Michigan. Everything to expect if you're a first timer or uh, anything new for you to see, because there's going to be a lot of new this year at Michigan. And we uh, have, of course, talked about things such as the uh, track configuration and past episodes of this podcast. Uh, Please go check out the uh, archive so uh, you don't miss a thing. So first of all, uh, what can we expect this year at Formula SA Michigan, guys? Well, I think the biggest thing teams are going to notice, obviously, which is the topic we've been talking about the most is the endurance course. Um, we've obviously made it a lot longer moving into the infield as well as using the back straightaway. And what teams will see with this is obviously each driver will be doing far fewer laps than they're used to. Um, but the length of the course is like twice the size. So, um, and, and with this change has provided some, a few challenges for us as the organizers, uh, specifically in regards to uh, spectator viewing. But um, we're happy to announce that we've um, actually been able to secure like, I think it's like 15 or 20 small T-ball bleacher size um, type bleachers that we'll be having um, distributed throughout uh, the the uh, the viewing areas. Um, and some of those will even be on the course itself. So that should be kind of new and exciting. And then uh, just this week, actually, we talked with the MIS um, uh, director there at the venue, and um, she's given us the green light that uh, if we can designate uh, an area within the MIS grandstands, um, students will also be able to use that. So, I mean, it'll be a further further distance away from the course for viewing, but you'll actually be able to see the entire thing, which is kind of good maybe. Um, so look for that on site. And um, obviously with the change of the endurance course layout is a new dynamic gate location. So I think teams will be happy that they won't have to walk forever in a day to get out to the event. Um, they'll actually be able to go right to fuel and just kind of right back towards the paddocks and that gate will be there. So And then I know one thing that teams really didn't like last year when we expanded the endurance course just on the back straightaway is that teams weren't allowed to leave the event early if they were done for whatever reason. Um, This year, teams, the way we are designing the course, teams will be able to leave using that back gate. Um, They'll just have to be escorted by somebody. So they'll go into garage one and just ask for that escort. So I think that's probably the biggest change. Um, Other little changes that we'll see is um, one of the changes resulting from the endurance course is the same thing for autocross is there's going to be some of that on course viewing again. Um, We had eliminated that last year. So we're bringing it back this year. RFID wristbands for drivers. Uh, Drivers will be getting issued 
new wristbands this year with RFID tags in them that um, we'll be requiring them to check in at the driver meetings with. Mm -hmm. Um, Not 100% sure if we have the capability yet to also scan them as they're entering each lap that they drive for these specific events. We're still working on that at this point. But the main focus this year will be um, checking in at the driver meetings as they're all required and uh, obviously, we we exercise that for safety, you know, Absolutely. safety concerns, just, safety reasons. So. Just verifying they have been there so to, to make sure they know what they're doing when they're out in the course, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And then some of the other areas um, that obviously teams should be already well aware of um, is and prepared for is presentation. This year, we have um, provided a specific business case for teams to have to present to. So it'll mm-hmm. be very be very interesting to see how the teams have taken this specific case, molded it to their specific team and their vehicle and presenting it. So that'll, that'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. And for, for those that aren't involved in that process of that, mm-hmm. uh, what is that business case that they're doing this year? Um, you know, I, I didn't print it off to bring it with me. Um, <laughs> Generally. But, <laughs> but uh, so this year, so so in past years, it's basically been a very vague statement that mm-hmm. they were to pretend they're a manufacturing company and trying to sell their vehicle. And, and that's something that people have taken a lot of different ways. Like yes. there's been a lot of creative license with their presentations. Yes. Um, and some which have been super creative and mm-hmm. great, but they've lost the focus of the vehicle. So this right. is this is kind of our attempt to kind of bring it back in um, to be specifically about the vehicle. Um, and it's also something that we're experimenting this year because it might be something that in 2020 we see the business presentation case maybe be rolled into the actual cost judging. Um, cost judging's real case scenario may be leaving us and in place of that will be the business case. So it's we're trying to... It's like baby steps for us to kind of try to get to this perfect ideal situation that we're looking at. A little bit of evolution year to year uh, moving this forward. Yeah, yeah. So like this year the teams have to, like we've provided them with specific numbers and specific market. And Mm. so it'll be interesting to see see what they come up with. And and that's an effort to make this like the most relevant cases as possible that people Mm. are going to see out there. In, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's actually much more relatable to what industry is currently doing than what they have done in, in previous years. And, you know, and it's also going to make it far more, you know, consistent for even the judges to have to score because, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many times in past years that judges really like that you know, completely off the wall presentation. The presenters were point on point, you know, and, and everything. But the the simple fact that the presentation wasn't even about the vehicle itself, really, you know, they were gut wrenched to have to give this team such a low score, you know. Mm. Um, so so that's some of the reasons behind that. And then uh, a couple of the other changes, uh, you know, we've been um, communicating out to teams, obviously, about the brake inspection area. Um, again, kind of a change that we're rolling out just based on some past safety concerns. And, uh, so this year all teams will be required to pass the brake test area with their tires being at 20 PSI. Um, and, and we'll have, uh, an official instrument that the volunteers will have there at the brake area that teams will be using on their vehicle to display um, to the volunteers that their tires are at that 20 PSI. And there was no, in, in the past, there was no verification of that tire pressure? There was not, okay. no. And um, 
And so this will be something that is absolutely done at the break event area. And then the event captains for all the dynamic areas, um, like acceleration, skid pad, endurance, those those areas, it's at their discretion if they want to spot check teams as they come through the events um, on measuring their tire pressure. Um, and again, they will have that same official instrument that teams will be using to, to demonstrate what their um, tire pressure is. And, and this year is just really all about capturing the data so that we have um, that data to, to make any future type of changes, um, whether rules or event um, operations itself. So a couple other things. Um, one thing we haven't done the best job at communicating out yet, and, and partly because it's been in development for a while, is um, a tech quiz. So I think we gave a quick shout out to it in one of our past podcasts, but um, we haven't done much more in the forms of communicating that on the newsfeed or, or anything else, but uh, it is developed now. Um, and we have our rules questions uh, in the process of the fine uh, fine tuning, and we'll be entering that data and dependent on actually when this podcast gets put out, um, teams may or may not have already been notified that the quiz is open. And um, we'll be using this quiz to basically um, assign the tech numbers for which they will report to tech inspection, the first part of it, which is the mechanical uh, scrutineering. Um, and, and one of the reasons it's taken us so long to get this developed is as we continued our, our development discussions, we have designed it so all teams right now will take this quiz when we open it here in a couple of days. So teams registered for Michigan, Lincoln, North, Electric, um, they will all take it, registered or waitlisted. They will take it. And then as soon as we are able to finalize and close the waitlist down and, and have our official registered list, the system will then take based on the time it took them to complete it, how many they have rights, and or the time it took them to get all 100%, you know. Um, it'll take that and distribute the, the tech order based on that. So if I'm a team who's registered for Michigan and Lincoln, I only have to take that quiz once, which is great. So, so that, that's some of the reasons why that took a little bit longer than we would have liked, but, um, we wanted to make sure we had it correct. And then, um, I think two other things that are so minor, but worth mentioning probably is, uh, teams will see this year, we will only have one award ceremony, which is Saturday night. We will not be doing the Friday night award ceremony. And then um, just because teams do kind of rely on meals or sponsored meals throughout the event, um, I think it's important to let them know that there will not be any sponsored meals this year. So I think that's it, at least. That's all I can really think of. I feel like there's so much more out there, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, taking my mad notes and I was like, this is all I could come up with. I think I can remember something that you might have missed is the change in spon- uh, the sponsor tent and the main tent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, this year, so as, as part of the MIS venue, um, they are going to be some doing some restructuring here after our event. So one of the things they asked us this year is if we would be willing to um, relocate our main tent to the area in which this tent will be permanently placed moving forward starting um, after our event. So, of course, we said, you know, sure, um, we, we will accommodate that change. Um, it helps them from having to set it up and tear it down twice. So um, the the main tent now is actually going to be much further away than it's um, 
has been and teams aren't going to be able to just walk out the paddocks and walk right into the main tent. It's going to be located at the tail end of the um, existing suites that are there. Um, so right now the announcer will still be there. Cost will still be over there. And then all required meetings and, um, so, award ceremony, things like that. And, and, and its place now will be the sponsor tent. So previously we had the sponsor tent between the garages two and three, and now that'll be, um, right where the main tent used to be. So for teams who have been there in the past, it's actually really cool because they can now they can just walk right out of their paddock and go visit these sponsors who are so eagerly wanting to meet these students. So, yeah, I think uh, the sponsors are going to be thrilled when they see where their location is right across from the paddock. And uh, an easy reference, I think, for the main tent is kind of just if you're standing at the concession stand or the restrooms under the suites there, it's just to your left a little bit. Um, through the fence, so I don't think it's that far. Absolutely, a little more towards those uh, tunnels. If you're uh, if you're familiar with those to get into the paddocks, uh, the one way. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah. The um, the vehicle passenger tunnels that yes. the teams would drive through. Yeah, it'll actually be just right above those, essentially at the tail end of the suite. So yeah, it definitely won't be that far of a walk. Um, it's just going to be a lot further than what they're used to. So, <laughs> and you can. But see hey, the- we shortened the endurance walk for them. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you're curious about that, I am. I am uh, just for reference here. I, I'm pulling it up on the Formula uh, SAE app just to plug that one more time. Oh, which, yeah. by the way, I'm noticing this is the first time I pulled it up on here. It looks amazing on an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first. Time. It's usually on my phone while I'm out and yeah. about with you guys at the events, but it looks amazing on this iPad. Yeah, so. oh, great. <laughs> it's a lot easier to look at the map, the maps for sure on here. So, um, I think from there, since we're already talking a little bit about sponsorships and everything, uh, let's go ahead and roll into that with Martha. Uh, uh, what is new on the sponsorship side? Yeah, we have some of our typical returns, of course, and uh, we've had a lot of shifting. And I'm sure you're aware that there's been a lot of industry influx and up and downs the past several months. So you will you will definitely see that reflected at Formula Michigan. Um, the GM will not be sponsoring the Internet Cafe or anything this year, but you will see them volunteering. They're still supporting us. Uh, Akibono and Roush and Denso and Forcia, uh, Multimatic, Pure Michigan, Tesla, Textron, and SpaceX have not been able to return for sponsors of 2019. However, we have a lot of new sponsors on, on the horizon, and uh, we're really excited about those. We have Hendrick Motorsports. Ooh, that's a new one, and that's a really great different industry coming in for motorsports. McMaster Car Supply Company, they're so excited to be engaged with you. Motec and Stanadyne, really great new companies. And then, of course, we have Bosch coming back as the design event sponsor and SolidWorks, who's ready for a new shirt this year. Ford will be there with their tractor trailer and ready to support Endurance. Honda will be in the paddocks with you, so be sure and stop by and see what they've got going on and uh then we have a lot of Ace Controls and Cooper Tire, Cummins is back, Magna's back, Molly's back, Nissan will be there at registration to greet you. ZF is there, of course, at sales. And make sure you visit them for that resume critique and headshot. Get, get uh, ready to kickstart your career with their help. And then there's all kinds of other sponsors, Altair, AVL, Blue Origin. We're glad to see Fiat Chrysler back this year. 
uh, McLean Fogg. They've got a specialty award. Make sure you get online and, and check into that. MathWorks, who's not using software, right? Um, Siemens, another software. Hoosier's going to be there to do your tires. You'll see some Polaris people also um, volunteering. So we've got a great lineup, and we've got a ton of equipment supplier companies also, a lot of software and discounted and free product. Get out there on the equipment supplier webpage and check that out. So be sure and meet these sponsors on site and in their tents. Uh, also, the skill shops are returning once again. They are. We have 12 ready for our lineup um, on Wednesday, and registration is open. We've been talking about that. There's a there's a lot of uh, great performance trade-off analysis, and ZF is doing one that I really like the sound of it. Zero to 60, from formula SAE to career helping you. They're really there to help you. MathWorks is doing success in formula, how modeling and simulation can help. Or who needs to know about piston and ring pack development? I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure you guys do. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds important. (laughs) Yeah. Vehicle dynamic testing. There's transmission integration and designing tractive force from Cummins. They always have a very popular um, course for the skill shop. Um, SolidWorks is doing fine tuning so you can get all your questions answered. There's going to be two great guys in there to help you with any questions on their software. And Stanadon, one of the new ones, is doing accelerating product development cycle through analysis, LED design, advanced reliability and failure analysis techniques. Another one. That's beyond my my, uh, brain capacity for engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think something to note about that, Martha, is that even if the team members go, like they're reading those descriptions and they think, oh, that one sounds really interesting, and they go to sign up and they see that it's sold out because most of the rooms, I think, are 60 seat capacity. So we do have wait lists for that as well. So, uh, you know, those team members that are interested in that should still, we encourage you to sign up for that. Um, enter the wait list because um, we ask all the uh, student competitors to show up early so they can get in, get their seats, and then whatever's not filled, um, you know, we will let those people in to to see that. So there is, just like formulas, registration, there's still a chance to get in. <laughs> yeah, what we did last year really worked well. We had a wait list um, line mm-hmm. at each of the four suites with 215, 16, 17, and 18 on that second level. And what we did was we had kids line up in those lines. And if they, if someone wasn't showing up and taking their registered seat five minutes prior, we let all those waitlist kids in. So don't give up, get there and stand in that line. It's not going to be a long line and it's not going to take a long time. So be sure and do that because they're very popular. So we're excited about that. Yeah, and just to point out where they are for the students, especially new students um, that are, this will be their first time at Michigan, um, right through the pedestrian tunnels where the students will enter every day is the stairwell that will take you up to where those um, presentations will be held. And we'll have signage there, obviously. We always have signage. <laughs> so those will be Wednesday, of course. Um, you know, What else is happening uh, schedule-wise uh, that we should be expecting here at this event? I mean, I don't think anything out of the ordinary, um, you know, we'll 
start with our, you know, our typical run through is Wednesday, we have registration followed by tech inspection. Uh, we will have a welcome ceremony that late afternoon. Um, and then uh, Thursdays kind of just to, uh, on skill shops, obviously, will also be on that Wednesday. And then Thursday just starts into the static schedule um, events and continuation of tech inspection um, and the additional tech inspection steps. Um, so we haven't really changed anything because Friday girls into the dynamic events and, um, you know, we'll continue running all day dynamic events on the Friday with Acceleration Skidpad and Autocross. Um, they do have staggered starts, but they're all, you know, within a half an hour each other and they all finish at five o'clock. So we found that has been really working out well, especially since we do, you know, like Acceleration is a completely at one other end, whereas um, Skidpad and Autocross at the other, you know, on the opposite. So um, we'll keep that, um, we'll keep that rolling as is. Um, and then obviously Endurance on on uh, Saturday. The one thing I'd like to not see in the schedule is any rains causing us to shut down like yeah. last year. Um, <laughs> so I figured last year was a horrible year for weather, both at Michigan and Lincoln. So I'm, we're due, you know, good, good weather this year. So <laughs> it's always uh, quite a mix in that, in mm -hmm. that time of year in, in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, I didn't say on Thursday, but Thursday we'll be doing the panoramic photo. Sorry. Oh. We'll be doing the panoramic photo on Thursday. So that will keep that in play. And um, students seem to really like that. And then we make that photo available. So, and and that's actually something new. Um, we've been saying it for, I think, the last two years about how we were going to make our photos available. And this year, one of our staff members has finally been able to make that happen, um, that uh, we will be able to provide all the photos that are taken by our photographer for free for available downloads. So, um, you know, we'll be, we'll That's be, gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be such a great service for the students and sponsors. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be definitely making that available post event and communicating how to access that and everything. So it's a lot of fun. We, we, uh, it didn't work for me the first time, but we got a good, uh, time lapse of everybody setting up and breaking down. Yeah. Uh, I believe la for last year's Michigan, if you, if you go check out the highlight video for Formula Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. That is always kind of neat to watch that. So mm -hmm. it's amazing how, it feels like it takes so long when we're doing their two setup. That so we set up on Monday and Tuesday, mm -hmm. and we actually continue that into the week. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's amazing to see how quick it actually happens. But it seems like when we're doing it, it takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Link, in Lincoln we have dinosaurs, and we have people showing up with parts of cars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see those? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on out there. Yeah. So excellent. Uh, we talked a little bit about the layout, of course. Um, are there any major changes to uh, the di dynamic and uh, static events uh, other than what we were already talking about with break and, of course, the endurance uh, uh, layout change? Yeah, uh, I think the only thing I really didn't um, mention when we were talking about things that people would see different this year um, with regards to the static judging. So this year, cost um, was different for teams. Mm -hmm. This was the first year they didn't have to submit a um, hard printed copy of the cost report. Um, and, and this year on site, what they'll see different is the judges will actually be using iPads to do the digital judging. So, um, so they'll see that change. It'll be a little bit different, but other than that, the event's still running, uh, similarly to how it has been. Excellent. And of course, um, all of these, like I, I just mentioned a little bit, the, the formula SAE app, which across all the SAE events has been more and more 
useful. And I think even last year when there were weather issues, it was really helpful mm-hmm. to get that information out there and, and, and keep on top of what was going on for the teams. Yeah, I know that one of the things that we received back in the feedback, um, the post-event survey, is um, you know we had actually quite a few comments about why we aren't using the push notifications more often. So Ryan's been doing that a little bit more, I think, this year. Um, you know, so I mean, you can speak up. <laughs> I feel like I'm more than I doing all the talking here, Ryan. No, I, by all means, I will jump in. I'm just looking over to see if you guys have anything to say. But uh, yeah, with the formula, say yeah, but I've kind of been uh, hammering down on that a lot. Uh, as you guys can see, we've been putting a lot of news items on there uh, recent. We have all of our schedules put on there now. So if you haven't gone on there, check them out. Do it as soon as possible. You have the overall event schedule on there. The sponsor skill shops, which we already touched base, that schedule is on there. Uh, the cost event schedule, the design event schedule, the presentation event schedule. And we also have the overall team static event schedule. So your one and all schedule if you decide to do that instead. Uh, on top of that, like with this app, if you guys haven't downloaded it yet, we have all of our maps on there as well. Uh, live results will be on there. And the paddock list, uh, so if you want to know where everything's at, they're on there as well. Um, our paddock rules are on there. And there's also a, a tab for series resources. So uh, with our series resources, you get to go on there and you can find the real case cost scenario, your tech score sheets, your design score sheets, uh, and anything that's kind of related to the event. The student handbook is now going to be posted on there. That's something that's... Uh, different from years past we used to print those off for each student this year we're just going to be posting it uh, under series resources the competition handbook Uh, so yeah a lot of big changes coming with this we're trying to utilize that app a lot more so there's going to be a lot of push notifications coming out on site so any updates that uh, any of the event captains or uh, organizers have we're going to be sending them out through that Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, again, for the team members who maybe haven't downloaded the app is there's a little tool on there or a little feature, I guess, not a tool, but they can go and like kind of like select favorite teams. Um, most teams obviously select your own, but you know, you, you do have that backyard brawl with maybe one of the local universities in your state. Um, you can select those, uh, those teams to follow. And anytime a score is posted or anything like that, you'll get that notification. Um, and I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, it's ready, but from my understanding, um, we've also been working as part of our mobile live scoring website, um, a way to post the endurance run order. So um, typically in past years, what we've been doing is we just post a PDF or something of that nature. And and um, I, I believe it's ready to be used at the event this year. I'm not 100% sure we'll, we'll, we will be using it. We may be doing both. But again, if... Um, with that, um, with that feature of following your favorite team, when we use that post list, it'll actually tell you where your also your run order is. So, so that's kind of a cool feature if um, if we do get that launched for this year. So, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that we also we tell the sponsors to follow the team. So they're 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 downloading the app and utilizing it horrendous amounts of time. So they're following the teams and checking out what paddocks you're in and. So you guys should be using it as well. Definitely a lot more information that even in, in as thick as the uh, programs were for formula than, than what was in there. So a lot, a lot more reactive. It's good to see. And, and just great to utilize over the last uh, year or so of uh, uh, SAE events. Ryan, tell me about student registration. Uh, this is always the big start-off point of the event. Uh, what do people need to do to make sure that goes smoothly for them? 
So the first thing that I will say is just to keep in mind that we have early student registration on Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're able to get there for that, do it. <laughs> Saves you the long lines, right? Oh, it's going to save you. And when we say long lines, we're not exaggerating. If you're a new team, if you're a returning team, you know exactly what we're talking about. But one thing to kind of prepare you guys for student registration is make sure that at least one person from your team comes to the registration table. Uh, we suggest more, though, to kind of help carry all those student giveaways. If you have a team of 40 and you send one person up there, that poor child, uh, they're going to be carrying all that stuff back with them. So I don't know. We, we throw it in a trash bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're going to look like we Santa. We give them a 30-gallon do- trash bag. Yeah, we Come give them a 30-gallon trash bag. They're going to look like Santa Claus bringing that back to uh, your paddock. <laughs> so make sure that you guys send up a few people. Uh, another thing is make sure that you have your printed fast track roster with you. Um, this can be found at sae.org. Make sure you get out on there. Print it out. Make sure it's green. If it's red, then there's something wrong. So make sure you get that corrected. But if it's green, print it off. Make sure everybody signs next to their name before you bring it up. If you come up with a blank roster and you're going to feel all proud that you printed that off and it's not signed, I'm going to be sending you back to your paddocks <laughs> to have everybody sign it. Uh, make sure that your team captain and your faculty advisor also sign that fast track roster. You can find that on one of the pages too. Uh, when you come up the registration, you will receive your dynamic passes and your holders. Uh, you're going to be getting four of those. Your student giveaways, your two SAE stickers for your vehicle. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me about these, getting that logo so they can put on their car. We're going to give you two stickers to do that. Uh, we're going to give you your text sheets, and we're going to give each member of your team an event guide. Teams who have also not competed or misplaced them may receive their RFID tag at the registration desk as well. So make sure you pick that up. If you don't have one or if you're uh, in need of one, make sure you stop there and get it. Also, we are going to be. Uh, just a reminder about transponders that if your team needs to borrow one, you may also get one at the registration desk. Uh, myself or Jamie Knopf, who are going to be at the registration desk, will be able to give you one after you sign an agreement form. Um, just make sure you do return it because we do keep the uh, the numbers all in that folder as well. So, uh, and if you have any if you have any members on your roster that has not been affiliated to the team at SAE.org by the deadline of Monday, April twenty second. At 11.59 p.m., make sure you do so as soon as possible. But if they do not become affiliated by that time, please have them come up with you to sign the Fast Track roster at the registration table. The other benefit of the registration table is uh, for the first couple days, we're going to have someone stationed there. So if you do have any questions at all, feel free to come up, uh, bother me or Jamie, ask us any questions that you may have. Uh, We're more than willing to help you guys out. And if you just want to talk about the different events or different things that you see going on, just let us know and uh, we'll help address whatever's going on. Excellent. Uh, anything else we need to cover here? Uh, I mean, it sounds like we we got we got the the new yeah. layouts. We got the app. <laughs> always, always the app, <laughs> of course. Um, a lot of great new stuff with sponsors. Uh, anything else? So I just want to ca- uh, just follow up on some of the things Ryan mentioned. You know, he he mentioned the early registration that we will do on Tuesday night, um, and. And this is something that, you know, we kind of do as a favor to teams um, because there are, you know, or we are expecting 120 teams. Those lines can obviously get very long. But um, one of the things to remember is this starts at 4 p.m. So the road that the teams will be using, like they were pulling into for this gate 12, people still have to leave their job at 4, you know, 3.30, between 3.30, 4 o'clock. So even though we open the gate at 4 o'clock to allow teams to register, we are opening for two hours from 4 to 6. It really won't take your team long to drive in, 
with your transporter that's carrying your formula vehicle because that is required. The whole reason to come early to register is to park your car in your assigned paddock spot and then come and register. And as Ryan said, if your fast track form is completed, you'll be in and out within five minutes easily. So, um, you know, don't really plan to show up before four o'clock. Four o'clock is good to six o'clock is going to give you plenty of time. And if you're showing up at, you know, 555. Guess what? We're still going to let you in. There is <laughs> like, no advantage of getting there before no, 4 o'clock. No, there is not. And the same really comes again with the Wednesday morning. Mm. Um, you know, registration opens at 8 a.m., which means the site opens for students at 8 a.m. Um, the site will open earlier so that our volunteers can get in because guess what? Without the volunteers, we can't really move forward with doing anything on site. So it's the same thing, you know, and this actually you know, teams lining up prior to eight o'clock actually affects the MIS and the surrounding businesses a little bit more because now you're blocking the road that te- the employee or employees have to come in on, mm-hmm. you know, versus leaving. It's a little bit different. And then we have had, because teams line up so ridiculously early, um, they spill out onto US 12. Like in past years, we have actually had the highway police come and usher teams either to move or further off the side or so, you know, common sense kind of comes into play. And that's actually why we started the early registration. If you're a team that think you have to line up at five o'clock AM, then just come at five o'clock PM the day before, you know, um, that's, that's why we offer it. Um, but yeah, you know, um, for the early registration, your formula vehicle transporter. So whether it's a Penske truck, a trailer on the back of your truck, um, that needs to be with you to come and register. And really, we only need that one vehicle and one passenger car to come in. We don't need the entire team in 20 different passenger cars with that car. We will turn everybody away except one vehicle because in that truck or the Penske truck, there's going to be one or two kids and those can easily be picked up in one passenger car. So, And they're supposed to, once they come to early registration, if they bring their vehicle on, it has to stay on site. Correct. It will have to stay on site. That is why we are parking you in your assigned paddock spot. So um, if you know you need to work in your car that night, guess what? Don't come to early registration. Just come Wednesday morning um, because it really just messes with our operation flow. Mm-hmm. And and we're trying to do this simply so everything can move smoothly because we will assign you a spot and we will continue signing spots that teams will be parking around you. So um, you know, again, team members who have probably experienced this, you know, driving a, you know, 15, 20 foot trailer in and out of a paddock spot, having to park it parallel, you know, not parallel park, but back it in, things like that. It's not easy. So, um, just keep that in mind. Ryan also mentioned RFID tags. You know, if you've competed with us for the past two years now, 2017 and 2018, whether Michigan or Lincoln, your team has been given this RID tag. So please dig it out, cut it off last year's car because it's probably, you know, if you're if you're a team that's able to keep vehicle year after year, it's probably still zip tied on there. Um, please, please bring those with you. One, because we already have them programmed for your university name for our system. So that helps us again out with the accuracy of scoring. And then two is we only have a limited supply that we'll have on site with us. So obviously any new teams who have never received it yet, they get first priority. And if we've run out before your team who has been there in past years, you know, you're going to be really relying on, you know, just the hand timing and optical lights versus the RFIT tag. So, so that's something to keep in mind. And then, um, 
Ryan mentioned transponders too. Um, I know the whole A and B system has been changing up and, you know, if you're a team whose transponders either died or you haven't had one, to buy one now, like it's it's really weird. You have to get like a rental contract or something, some kind of a membership contract for the use of these A and B transponders through A and B. So we will have them on site um, and we will ask them to fill out a contract when they come and register, but they won't actually pick up transponder until a day or two later after they've been fully charged. Um, we will give them the bracket so that they can place that on the car. So when they go through tech inspection, at least the placement of it will be inspected. And then, you know, at the completion of endurance, which is the only event that they need the transponder for, uh, there will be somebody at the gate that needs to collect both the transponder and the bracket that holds it and the little safety pin. You will not believe how many times we don't even just get the safety pin back. But um, these things actually, as AMB keeps changing their design, these little brackets aren't as easy to find. Um, and neither is that little stupid safety pin. So uh, <laughs> if you can please make sure to return the whole thing. And, and when you're securing it to your vehicle, make sure you're securing it that it's secure enough, but yet easy enough to remove at that dynamic gate. So um, those are just a few little tips to, to think about when... Um, when you're coming on site. So sounds good. Uh, anything, anything else uh, you want to bring up Martha before we head out of here? No, I think I've covered all the exciting uh, aspects from the sponsorship angle and we look forward to seeing all the teams. Excellent. Yeah. Well, looking forward to this again. I, I believe this is my third run up in Michigan with you guys, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Always a great event, big event. It's really cool to be up there on that track. Uh, if you've ever never been to a NASCAR track, just see how immense it is. Uh, to, to see that facility it, it's incredible uh, so looking forward to that once again thank you so much uh, Kaylee and Ryan and Martha for taking the time to let students know what's going on this year hey, thanks for having thanks. us Mike thanks. and until next time uh, everybody be safe out there thanks for listening to Formula SAE Fastcats as always we want to hear from you so email us at formulasae at sae.org the show notes for this episode can be found at www.fsaeonline.com. Stay safe and we'll catch you next episode.